Hello and welcome to Money Tips. Great to see you again on this Friday. Uh, the UK economy is bouncing back. That's a bit of good news. There's always a lot of bad news out there, but that there is some good news. And that is that the UK economy is bouncing back. Uh, however, there, there is a little bit of tinge of bad news in there as well, that in a lot of parts of the country, uh, the number of shops closing continues to rise. Now, onto the good news first. The, the business, uh, the the economy is expected to, to grow faster than expected this year as it recovers from the, the lockdown and, and all the rest of that. And that's according to the International Monetary Fund or IMF. Now, it's up, it's upgraded uh, its forecasts for, for many of the, the uh, leading economies of the world, in, including Britain, but says that, the, uh, that there's a two-tier structure developing where the, the developing countries are weakening and they haven't recovered so fast as the developed countries. So the UK is expected to grow at 7%, which is, is amazing. You know, for, for a country like Britain to grow at 7%, you'd expect 2 3%, that sort of thing. You expect uh, developing economies to grow by, by 7% in a year. Uh, but that comes on the back of that there was a sharp contraction. We had the, the uh, biggest contraction last year. It was nearly nearly 10% fall in the economy last year. So I, I suppose the 7%, when you take it at, in line with, with what the drop was last year, 10%, to get 7% this year, we're, we're, we're still down over, say, a two-year period. However, out of the G7 countries, um, we're, we're, we have the highest predicted growth along with the, the U.S., and uh, so, so that, that's a bit of good news. And I was in town this week in, in central London and I noticed that there were, you know, everything was buzzing again. I went into a few cafes. They were full. The, the restaurants looked like they were full mid-afternoon. Um, and I, I looked at the tour buses outside uh, Green Park Station. This is right by Piccadilly, by the Ritz Hotel uh, where, where Green Park, then you can walk down into Buckingham Palace, and it was buzzing with people. There were three tour buses there, all full. There were people queuing up to get on them, uh, and, and that, that's great news that tourists are back. However, I mean, I was listening to the the voices, and I, I noticed a lot of the tourists were British tourists. Uh, and you can hear, you know, if you're in Britain, you can hear an accent. You can say, well, this person's from Yorkshire. This is from Manchester. This person's from Norfolk. You know, sorry about that. Or this person from Liverpool. Or this wasn't from Scotland. Or that, that, you know. So I, I, the bad Scottish accent there. But the you you can see that there's a lot of uh, UK tourists in London at the moment, perhaps taking advantage of cheap hotels, cheap packages. But there's definitely not as many. Uh, overseas tourists normally you can hear American voices hey oh, yeah. and you can hear French and Spanish and Italians but definitely there, there's a there's a downturn in tourism but British Airways said that they're now going to start ramping up their flights and their flights will be up to 75 percent of 2019 levels so that's still a huge drop and uh, I mean I don't know how the airlines and the airports have survived this but somehow they're, they're coming back and hopefully Travel will start again, but the, the summer there's been a bit of a dampener put on uh, foreign travel. Foreign travel this summer, so I think the tourist in, tourism industry has suffered a lot. Now on, back to shops. Now there's been a lot of shop closures. You've only got to look around the streets to see uh, a few shops closing. But this has been particularly bad in the northeast, where vacancy rates are the highest, and also in shopping malls, where you know it's it's devastating out there, and even the the, the shopping mall owners have been in trouble. Intu was in trouble last year. They, they own some massive 
shopping malls. They've got costs as well. They've got finance to pay. And if, if the all of the units are not paying their rent, then the, the, the owners can end, end up suffering, the landlords. So if you're a landlord of a shop and you've got a mortgage and your tenant closes down, what do you do? I mean, you, you still got to pay your mortgage. You can't say, well, you know, to the lender, well, sorry, I can't pay you. Um, so, and, and we've had the, the, the shop sector have benefited so far from business rates relief, but that's coming to an end. You know, the furlough scheme's been wound down, that's coming to an end. So it's going to be a further blow to the retail and fashion sector, which has already suffered uh, in the last few years from increasing competition from, uh, you know, retail, uh, online retailers, you know, the, the Badoos and the um, Amazons of this world, which have been eaten into their market. And of course, during the, the lockdown, that, that online uh, business just went through the roof while shops couldn't even open. So it's it's been a bad time for them. And of course, shops argue that they're paying all this council tax, these rates, these business rates, which Amazon do not pay. But Amazon still pays a lot of tax in this country. And you can see that they're opening up uh, distribution centers all over the country, uh, in, in England and Ireland. Uh, so they do employ a lot of people. Yes, they might not pay their main corporation tax here, but it's a fallacy to say that uh, companies like Starbucks which do not pay tax. Yes, they pay some taxes here. They may pay their, their main corporation tax somewhere else, but that, that's within the law. Uh, so they're still, they're still paying all the taxes on their employees. I employed a lot of people in the past, and I know what it's like to have to keep paying out these taxes all the time. It, it's quite a burden for, for businesses and VAT and all the rest of it. Now, if you really want to get into business, the best way to get started without huge financial risk that is associated with a physical business is to start something online. I read this week in, in the mainstream press, this is not some, some sort of scam thing, it's that uh, a lot of people are selling their Amazon online businesses for over a million pounds. And, you know, we've heard of this before. We've heard of eBay millionaires, Amazon millionaires, and, and people are selling. They build a business in Amazon without the financial risk of opening up a shop and paying, you know, all the, the staff costs and the, the, the taxes and the rates, the business rates and, and the rent. Uh, and, you know, th that, that could cost easily 40,000, 50,000 a year before you've even opened the door. Whereas you can start an Amazon online business for next to nothing, just a, a sort of a small monthly fee. And there's, there's your shop and it's out there for billions of people to see. And you can do that with, with Shopify. You can do that with Groupon. You, there's loads of platforms there. You don't even need to have your own website. So why, why does anybody want to go and open up a shop? And I see it all the time. I, I see shops closing down in my high street and, you know, let's say it's a cafe and then somebody comes along and opens up another one. And, or, or this sort of pound type shop, pound land type shop closes down and somebody comes in and opens another one and then there's another one across the road already. I, I just don't get it. And in, the, in the past, the councils used to regulate this, this kind of stuff because they wouldn't have like a butcher next to another butcher and, you know, you had to be so many doors away from... So, it, all right, it might have stifled competition, but at least it stopped businesses forcing each other out of business by, by just, you know, killing each other by re reducing prices and all this sort of stuff. So um, I, I would say, look, don't open up a shop at the moment unless, you, you know, unless you've got an established business and you, you, you can then, you know, go, go read like Apple, you know, when they opened up a shop, it went crazy, didn't it? There were people queuing outside the door, but that was Apple. They already had an established name. But I'm sure if they'd started off opening up a shop and say, look, we've got these computers here, it probably wouldn't have worked so well. So um, I, I would say 
if you want to get into business, the best way is to start something online. It doesn't have to be an Amazon shop. It could be selling digital products online. Uh, it could, could be lots of things. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm offering lots of advice on this, lots of courses on this, how to, to make money um, without this, this sort of financial risk. Now, another business is property. I, I've done very well from property over the years. And the, the fallacy is that you know, people believe you need a lot of money to get into property, but you don't. There are lots of ways you can get into property without having your own money and without using your own money. You can use other people's money. There are lots of strategies. And in fact, this coming, there's a property revolution summit coming up where you can learn for free. Um, it's a physical um, uh, live event, three day event. And I'm putting up a link there if, you, if you're interested in property to, to join, because that's a business you can do without giving up your day job. Um, you know, running a shop means you're there full time, seven days a week. But there are lots of businesses you can do part time. You can have a little side hustle um, and that, that can be property related. It, you know, it could be property management. It doesn't have to be buying a property. If you want to buy a property, there's lots of capital out there waiting to, 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 to find good deals. And this property revolution, the guys there will teach you how to get into property without risking your own money or without using your own money if you haven't even got any money. Um, so, so just be careful and beware of those scams out there. Uh, there's a lot of get rich quick schemes out there. And in fact, I was reading about a 70 year old man that got caught up in a scam involving crypto and trading, trading cryptocurrencies, and he lost his life savings. He's been, he's been hospitalized. He's so ill over it. So just be careful about anything that offers you some sort of get rich quick because, you know, there isn't really a get rich quick. It takes work. It takes effort. You know, but, um, if you put in the effort, if you put in the work in the right kind of business, then you can become financially free. So I'm putting up a link to there to my own training, uh, become financially free. Uh, it's not get rich. It's, it's, it's a way of becoming financially free without working any harder, but it takes time. So thanks for listening. And as I said, there is some good news. The economy is bouncing back, uh, but just be cautious about you know, getting carried away with, say, opening up shops and, and physical business. Just be careful there. Have a little bit of caution there. So thanks for listening. And I hope you all have a great weekend ahead. And if you're on holiday, enjoy the holidays. Thanks for listening. And I'll speak to you soon.